0: Hey everyone, it's Adrian Pinozo here with the More to Life Real Estate Investing Podcast. We actually are on episode number 49. Super excited, grateful, stoked that, uh, you know, my podcast is being recognized. Our listeners have more than doubled, tripled actually since we started, obviously. Things are going super, super well and overly, overly, grateful for all the success we've had in 2022 as we approach the end of this year. So thanks to everybody listening uh, for all the great comments and feedback we're getting. Really, really appreciate it. It's made a difference on the guests we're bringing in and stuff we're talking about. Um, Before we get into our guest today, I wanted to take a minute and talk to you about a couple of things. Obviously, the market and where it is today. I want to reassure everybody that EPC is still buying at an abundance and we are doing this because we're taking advantage of those purchase prices. So we're not shying away. We practice what we preach. I practice what I preach and and right now is an, an incredible time and will continue to be a really really good time for buyers. We all know we're in a buyer's market now in comparison to what we were in 2000 in the earlier months of 2022. Um, so we're looking for buyers. And ultimately, some really exciting news is that we want to help you or someone take advantage of this hot buyers market. Seriously, guys. So we're reaching out today, and, and I wanted to put this on our podcast, that we have started what we call Share the Wealth Program under EPC. Where we're offering you to bring somebody to our inner circle and um, joint venture partnership with our company. And obviously, there's rewards for this. And I welcome you to, you know, reach out to me, get a hold of me, ask me some more questions about our Share the Wealth program under our company. I'd be happy to, uh, to give you those details and, and see if that's the right fit for you. excuse me, or any other accredited investor that you may know um, under this program. So yeah, I just want to leave you with that. We're still buying a lot of properties. We're looking for um, people who are interested in talking to me about Share the Wealth program and how you could benefit by bringing somebody from your inner circle to our company, et cetera, et cetera. So reach out to me. Let's chat about that. I hope some, everybody out there is taking advantage of this buyer's market right now and capitalizing. I can't stress enough. Really, really be um, conservative on your numbers. Know those numbers, especially with these interest rates now. Nothing's really changed, even with a burr. Yeah, you may have to leave some money in the deal as opposed to getting all your money out and then some, which is what we've always um, been used to over the last several years. Yeah, that's changed. But Run your numbers accordingly. And if you're running your numbers accordingly, at the end of the day, like we always say, it's all about the numbers. And I really believe if you ride this wave, you know, they're predicting a year and a half, maybe two years from now, you're really, really going to be able to capitalize when the market turns. And we all know historically every decade the market turns. And every decade property values have almost doubled, if not doubled in value. So, it's just stats, guys. It's numbers. It's knowing your numbers. Take advantage now. I really hope you are. And if you need some reassurance about that, reach out to me. Let's chat about it. I'll tell you what we're doing. I'll tell you about our new Share the Wealth program, and we'll go from there. Let's get on to the show and welcome our new guest. All right. Hey, everyone. It's Adrian Pinozo here with the More to Life Real Estate Investing Podcast, where we try to help you get more to life through the power of real estate investing. Today, super, super spoke, stoked. Uh, a Toronto native, Jazz Qatar, has been in the real estate industry for over 26 years. Soon after deciding to try his hand in real estate, he founded REC Canada under Royal LePage and for over five years has successfully kept his team in the top three in the country. With 50 realtors and 11 support staff, the team advises and assists over 625 buyers, sellers, investors, yearly across the GTA, resulting in a total of over $2.1 billion in transaction. Guys, this guy is the real friggin' deal. Jazz's area of expertise is in helping investors this is why we're all listening to this one helping investors build out their real estate portfolios wanting to share his knowledge and experience with the masses he actually wrote a book titled real estate intelligence which teaches everyone how to buy and sell real estate on their own further pursuing pursuit to educate and motivate he developed a love for content creation and not only hosts one of the top business podcasts in North America, the Jazz to Car Podcast, but also founded his own media company from the Ground Up Media, where he helps other real estate agents produce quality content. His hope is to provide inspiring education through his guide guidance, seminars, content to aid others in removing the friction from their own life in order to help them get where they are or where they want to be dude you're amazing and i actually had the opportunity to be on your podcast as well which was quite a pleasure but nevertheless thank you for honoring us with your presence my friend how are you i'm good my man
1: thank you so much uh for getting this done i know we had to go back and uh, forth a couple of times to get it all scheduled but uh good thing for our teams brother because if it was left to just you and i we probably wouldn't have gotten it all figured out so big big kudos to your team and my team um, in that sense to get it all set up but yes I'm so I was so excited to not only have you on the podcast but that episode has actually got released already and uh, my community's loving it man just just you know your 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 journey and 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 some of the ups and downs that you needed to go through um, with With investing into real estate and you sharing that, it really hit home for a lot of people and and you know people think that you need to have this this massive education when it comes to investing into real estate, but I think you and I both know not only with our own stories but watching others now it 's a matter of getting started right you get started you 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 make some mistakes, hopefully they're not mistakes that are going to cost you thousands upon hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, and then you kind of adjust along the way. And so, um, I was just so, so happy to finally get your episode out because I know we recorded it uh, about a month ago, but now it's, uh, and uh, people are loving it, brother. So Mm -hmm. I urge your community as well to go listen to that
0: episode. Awesome. Awesome. No, appreciate that. So listen, you're huge. There's a few really important things I want to get out there from you to our audience. You're huge about the world is abundant and the scarcity mindset should however you want a word to word that tell us tell us more about these phrases and how you've seen the them affect potential investors or real estate personnel for that matter but let's talk about investors abundance mindset scarcity
1: well i think first and foremost just just growing up in the business community and 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 really kind of in the in in the in the sales industry it's, it's, it's one of those industries where the top people, the top guys and gals, they kind of hold their, their best strategy, their their, you know, like, this worked really well for me in the past. They hold that close to their chest. They don't want to let anyone know about it because they feel like the other salesperson or the other business leader is going to take food off their table, where I think the world is abundant. There's way, like, there's more than we actually need to go around. When it comes to investors specifically though, Adrian, I actually think it's the exact opposite. Like in terms of, it's one of the most, it's one of the most sharing and collaborative um, um, groups out there because for some reason, every investor kind of knows his or her first investment that they made and how scared they were and, and how, many, how many barriers they needed to cross to kind of get that first one done, where they're always telling other wannabe investors or first-time investors like, hey, Adrian, don't go down that path. Or, oh, make sure to use my mortgage broker, use my real estate lawyer. You should really look in X area because we're starting to find some more deals come out. right?" And so that's where I started to see, oh, okay, the investing community is different than some of these other industries that, that, that I've been involved in. I believe, you know, in collaboration over competition all day long, I think two heads are better than one. We can get more done by that way. But with, with investors, I think like if you're just getting started in, in, in investing into real estate, I got great news for you. If you go and and actually physically go to the meetups and if it's, you know, you have to, you can't get across the country. You got to do stuff on through webinars and, and, and on the Facebooks of the world. I implore you to get involved in those communities, because you're going to be pleasantly surprised on how much in other investors are going to want to share their successes, but also their failures. And and obviously you're going to run across some people who who are just, you know, pricks for lack of a better word, but that's just life anyways. But with investors, I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised how many of them will be willing to share their, their best strategies.
0: Amazing. Yeah. So especially I think that hits home, especially in this market that we're in now where everybody's thinking the world's about to end and interest rates are through the roof. How can I how can a scarcity mindset hold you back? Well, it's obvious it'll hold you back if you have scarcity. But how do you deal like with investors now if you're coaching them or your advice in that mindset with this market? How do you overcome Oh shit! Should I buy now? Should I wait? Oh shit! How do you deal with that?
1: Well, I think first and foremost, and I, I always remind investors that being scared of values going up and down is kind of similar to being a, a goalie in hockey and being afraid of the puck. Like it just wouldn't make sense. Like why would you play hockey? Like don't that that's definitely not the position you want to play in hockey if you're scared of the puck. Investing into real estate, hundred percent. Like. I don't need to be Nostradamus. I don't need to have the crystal ball. Values will go down at some point, but then they'll always go up as well. Now we have a hundred years in the greater Toronto area, kind of where I do majority of my business, where my clients, 95% of my clients' uh, portfolio consists of greater Toronto slash Hamilton investment properties. We know that every decade values on average double. In the last decade, we went through a 4x, but on average, if you even take away the last three, four years as the outlier, for the last hundred years, every decade values have doubled. So now knowing that, you don't need to be that smart. If you know that if you could just hold on to the property, the values will go up. If you're scared of them going down, I don't think investing is for you. I I think not... Not everyone should get into investing into real estate because you do have to have a stomach for it. Would I like everyone to get it? Because I know how much how much of an effect even one property can have in in your wealth creation. Like my parents, I always tell the story that like Luckily, they bought their principal residence first one back in 1981 slash 82. But but in 88, 89, my parents lost about $25,000 in a land development deal. That scared the crap out of my mother. I mean, 25, 20, uh, 20, 25,000 back in 89. I don't know. It's probably a couple of hundred grand now or whatever it was, right? Father being a. Father being a, a a taxi driver his whole life, mother being a factory worker her whole life. That twenty five thousand dollars was huge, a lot but of it scared them so much that they never ever invested into real estate other than their principal residence. Now they gave myself and my two older brothers a lot. I'm not here complaining about it, but man, if they just bought one more property, like back, you know, even in the early two thousands, it would have forexed at the time of this recording now, right? Bought something for $200,000, we would be sitting with an $800,000 property right now. So I would like everyone to get their first property, but I also understand that it 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 is scary right now for a lot of people. But I again, news for you that this will come back around again. In And in, in what I mean by that is that values will go back up again. However, the time that we sit in now, and this is not for me to sound like I'm, telling and pushing people to buy. This is a different market that we've been in as investors even a year ago for one main reason, that we don't have a lot of competition right now. See, as an investor, when you're competing against an end user, someone who's gonna live in that property, it's actually almost nearly impossible to compete against them. Why? Because the 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 couple sees you know their their family growing there they 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 don't mind paying an extra fifty sixty thousand dollars because they're thinking about that property long term as an investor that throws our numbers off sometimes it might it might not make sense from a cash flowing perspective or if you're going to do like a birth strategy to it it's not going to make sense even by an extra fifty sixty thousand dollars if you needed to flip it sooner than call it a ten year hold and so Right now, we're not competing against as many end users. And so if you have the long-term mindset, you can pick up a property today, and as long as you're not ready to flip it or, or, or needing to flip it in a year or so, then you're not really speculating. What you're doing is holding on to it and letting the values go up, let the rent be be paid down. And in some markets, and I know where you're you're, you're kind of a uh, uh, situated agent. I mean, in Hamilton, we've seen significant growth in rentals, right? And so we haven't seen that since the lockdown. And it's, it's nice to see that rents are going up as well. And yeah, you might not get you know the same type of cash flow that you would have seen in the past. But cash flow is one way that you win with investing into real estate. There is the passive appreciation. There is the fact that the mortgage gets paid down. There is the fact that you can force the appreciation by doing some renovations, adding a story. So there's more than, than just cash flow, but cash flow is important. But just I want people to also understand that there's other ways that you win with investing in real estate as well. And I apologize. I mean, the one big one for me as a business owner, as somebody who already has a day job, I love the tax benefits, right? We don't talk about it often investing into real estate offers you some tax benefits that 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 I think people need to look at as like kind of a fifth way that you win with investing in real estate.
0: Absolutely. And I echo all those benefits as well, obviously, with the size of our portfolio now and and whatnot. But I, I, I repeat everything you say 10x that because, you know, I love always like to say, like you say, just ride the wave, it'll come back. It'll come back. And if you can sustain that ride, you're gonna benefit at the end of the ride, right? Right, and, and,
1: and if you look at the fact, if you look at the fact that that it's not going to become easier and more affordable for the people that are coming into our country, that actually re- like spells really well for investors, because I mean, we have a little over 500 to six hundred six hundred thousand 600,000 people coming into the country in the next, I think it's four to five years. And we also know that on average, 50% of those people come to the GTA, GT, GT, you know, our uh, greater toronto Hamilton area, as I like to call it, right? Like you got you got 50% of those people coming into this area. We have a massive supply problem already. Like it was you know and, and, and i'm not trying to make a joke out of this by any means but before what was you know the pandemic that came we were already in an epidemic and that was the housing shortage like we had a massive problem it hasn't gotten any easier yeah the government's going to try to try to loosen up some of the red tape but it'll be interesting to see how much they do that they are starting to talk about possibly um lifting some of the restrictions around greenbelt legislation that was put into effect in 2005 but you know i mean there's two sides to that conversation obviously um but at the end of the day we don't have enough we don't have enough housing supply but we have people coming into this country for great reason i think it's the best country in the world call me biased but i think it is um but we haven't figured out where are all these people going to live we do know though that 50 percent of the people that not uh coming to the country come into the greater toronto hamilton area out of which 50% of them rent if it's not it might even be a little bit higher than 50% again for investors with tenants being our customers that's great for business
0: amazing yeah 100% let's back it up more on a, a bit of on a personal level and I missed this and I should have asked you before we actually got into The first question and we touched upon it or you've touched upon it. Essentially you 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 indicated you didn't come from money, right? Let's talk a little let's back up the train a little bit. Tell me about how things evolved for you. Tell me how things grew for you in your world with respect to that.
1: Awesome. Um for me, I mean, I started off as really as 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 the sales guy. Like I I I knew as a kid, six, seven. Adrian, that I wanted to to be in this industry. In fact, at twelve, I I got paid for my first sales job, which was knocking on doors selling newspapers. And I like, no joking, I thought I was gonna sell newspapers my whole life. Like I was like, this is it. Like I get to knock on people's doors and and collect, you know, deliver papers the week after and collect money. Oh, and they used to tip you, especially around around Christmas. Christmas time. And I lived in a predominantly uh, Italian neighborhood, um, who they always took care of you come Christmas time. And so I was like, this is it. This is what I'm doing for the rest of my life. And you know, slowly but surely got into selling shoes and not the Al Bundy type. Some of your older, older listeners will get that reference. It was more help. It was, it was more helping sprinters and marathon runners got into car sales um, at the age of like 18, 19, and then got into real estate. Actually, Uh, you you mentioned in the bio 26 years, that's kind of my sales in just, that's how long I've been in the sales industry, but real estate's been coming up to exactly 18 years for me. And, and, and my parents, you know, I got to see them, worked their asses off every single day. My father worked 24 hours one day and then had the next day off. He worked at the airport taxi and that's kind of how the schedule ran. My mother um, um, worked, as I mentioned, as a factory worker for, I don't know, about 35, 37 years. Um, We didn't grow up with nothing, but we didn't, you know, we also didn't grow up with everything. We were kind of, you know, middle class, like middle in the middle class and but what I just got to see was hard work man and and I knew that, okay, school's not gonna be really my way out. um what I'm gonna have to do is ride my wave, which was my passion, my talent, my skill set, which was sales. But then I saw this person like on on in my neighborhood who was shoveling the snow and and you know cutting the grass of four or five homes, got to talk to him a little bit learned that he he owned these homes and he cut the grass and shoveled the snow and tenants paid him. I was like, that's kind of cool. And, and so I wanted to get to know that type of the, that, that uh, part of the business and the real estate side of things. And that's what kind of got me to go get my license at the age of twenty three. Um, and, and, and the rest is history. Now I'm lucky enough to have a business partner in my real estate company. Awesome guy. We have fifty four agents to be exact. Um, And then I just like to create a lot of content. I love doing people's podcasts like yours. Um, I have I like having people like you on my podcast. And then I just I I really just want to try to inspire someone to either find their passion in in sales or find their passion in understanding that you could get out of the rat race slowly but surely. I don't talk about any get-rich-quick schemes um, because I just haven't figured any of, of, of them out yet. And and to mm-hmm. me, it's about creating wealth long-term, and that's done by buying and holding real estate.
0: Creating wealth long-term by buying and holding real estate. And that goes back to me saying ride the wave because so many of my uh, listeners so many of my clients so many of my jd partners are all on me i don't know how many calls i feel a day do you really think we should be doing this now what if things interest rates go up another 25 basis points what if the market comes down another 15 20% really really like and again ride the wave we statistically you can't lose right if well, especially if you hold on, you're going to lose
1: if you if you sell. Right. You're going to like especially so I got people right now Adrian, who are calling me. I mean, I'm, I'm fielding at least 10 to 15 calls that are similar to yours right now um, of my clients and saying, OK, Jazz, I bought something and now, you know, it's it's not cash flowing. Um, I need to sell it. And I'm like, look, unless you have no choice and you cannot cover the negative cash flow, all I'm asking you to do is look at covering the negative cash flow for the next 12 to 18 months. Let's think long term. And and as long as you can cover it, you are gonna thank me later. You know, I could have made the slogan of my real estate company anything, I wanted to. I decided to make it, I'm glad I did. Because I was hearing from so many people, I wish I had kept that property. I wish I would have invested 10 years ago. right? And so we made our slogan, I'm glad I did, because we want people to say, I'm glad I kept it. And, and, and so to so the people who are thinking, are the rates going to go up by you know, another 0.25%, uh, I'm telling you, they probably are. 99.9% sure that on December 7th of 2022, there'll probably be an inc- increase of a quarter of basis point and maybe in end of january early february when they meet again there'll be another increase of a quarter of basis points because we need to curb the, the 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 mistakes that i think that the bank of canada made and 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 you know in all fairness they had no choice because they've never been through something like this before but i think we printed way too much money we gave it away way too fast and then we were too slow in actually increasing the rates we wouldn't have felt these increases if we did small little Incremental increases along the way, but right. it is what it is. We can't go back. Hindsight being 2020, we now need to just—I mean, you said it a couple of times, Adrian—you got to ride the wave, and, and 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 maybe more than a wave. Right now, we're in some type of uh, financial storm, and, and and I think one of the main reasons is is because the the Bank of Canada, and like in in their defense, but not that I agree with it. But hindsight being 2020, I mean. They've never seen something like a pandemic before. In my eyes, they they printed way too much money, way too quickly, gave it to you know any Tom, Dick, and Harry that asked for it. Again, for good reason in 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 some situations. However, the the the, the lack of increasing rates sometime in late 2020, early 2021, I think is what got us into this trouble right now because we as home buyers and investors and Canadians in general would not have felt the effect as much as we have right now because it's been so many increases and at at higher than expected originally right and so if they made some of these increases late 2020 early 2021 even mid 2021 we probably wouldn't have felt it as much but we're here now so the best way that I think that investors, homeowners, and Canadians can can kind of figure this out is not to put their head in the sand, is to actually start to prepare. Look around. Is there places where you can start to maybe cut some of your expenses? Is there ways that you can also make more money? I like to be on the offense. I kind of think you and I are cut from the same cloth in that sense, Adrian. I don't like to play a lot of defense, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't prepare. But go on the offense. There's going to be a lot of opportunities. So many multi-multi-millionaires have been made in times like this. Why? Because businesses are going to be closing down. There's going to be a lot of problems that are arising and have already arise in the marketplace. And an opportunist knows that that's the time to find solutions. And that's what our job is to do if you
0: want more in your life find solutions if you want more in your life don't crawl under a rock and and go hide find solutions and push right i love that i love that i love right. that so much
1: because i think i think there's just going to be so many opportunities, even in the investing world, right? Um, I'm seeing it here in the city of Toronto, developers that were that were maybe 50 percent sold um, of a project that was going to be built. I don't know, call it two years down the road, but they need to get to 75 to 80 percent sold so they can get their construction financing Well, they're opening up their checkbooks. And what I mean by that is, is that they're coming out with different types of incentives They're they're offering um, maybe Just lower prices, they're protecting against interest rates. I've seen some really cool incentives being offered. Something I haven't seen in 18 years. I haven't seen something like that. And so um, you, you if if you're ready for it and you have the mindset, you know that times like this, compelling buying opportunities will present themselves. It's gonna be a matter of are you prepared for it? And the best way to do that in the investing world is 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 sitting down with an independent mortgage advisor sit down with him or her now. I'm not one of them, okay? But what I would do is sit down with him or her and find out what ability you might have to get financing. And then you can start to talk to people like Adrian who offer joint venture opportunities. Is there value in a partnership with Adrian in the the team? Is that something that you even want to add in your portfolio? Maybe it is, maybe it's not. I think every single type of real estate deal has its pros and cons. And anyone who tells you that there's really no cons pawns to it, uh, you might want to run away from them, right? There's always, always something that you need to consider. And sometimes it's just, hey, like the values are going to go down. That might just be, you know, one of the, one of the uh, 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 things that you need to consider with the investment, but at least you know it up front.
0: Exactly. Exactly. I know we got a dead, we got a hard stop here in a few minutes because uh, you're a very busy man and you got to move on, uh, move on with your day. But I want to get this these last couple of questions I ask every uh, investor and I'm sure people will reach out to you, Jazz, Uh, even realtors listening to this podcast or investors themselves looking to grow their portfolio and get some awesome advice from you. What's your why? Why do you do what you do every day?
1: Yeah, for me, I'm, I'm I'm very curious now. And I always love that question, Adrian, because different parts of my life and different phases in my life, it's changed, right? My why has changed. At one point, it was definitely, let me try to get some bags and me get bags of money is kind of what the kids say. And and that was right. that was at one point, my biggest why. Um, at one point, there was just a chip on my shoulder for all the people that told me that I wasn't going to amount to something. It was like, you know what? I'm carrying you around. And I didn't just have a chip. I had a box of Pringles on my shoulder, right? right like i was really really driven by that but now as a as a 40 year old uh, man almost 41 years old i have two little boys uh uh 9 and 7 and and i now know it's it, it all comes down for the, at this time in my life to curiosity i'm curious to see how how far i can take a god given talent which is like i already know 97 98% of stuff i suck at the 2 3% is is kind of my talent i like I like doing content. I like I like bring inspiring people. That's kind of my talent there. And so, how far can I take this now with the team that I have around me? You know, I used to think I was quite dangerous on my own. I really, really think I'm deadly now with this team that I've kind of this core group of people that I've put around me, kind of my 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 work family. Um, and now I'm curious to see how far can we take this.
0: Amazing, amazing. Um you're very successful now, obviously. And we say that relative to how the world views success. But do you think there's still more to life for jazz? And when you look at more to life, what do you see?
1: I, I think um I do believe like I'm a I'm a leader. Um, and now for me it's about how many more leaders can I develop? I get so much joy in watching three four people on a regular basis now take the role of leadership it used to be around me jazz do you have a minute jazz do you have a minute jazz do you have a minute and then it turned into hey jazz what do you think about this and that's kind of when you know that you know you're you're getting into that leadership status where the switch now is starting to happen hey jazz just wanted to let you know we just finished doing this like i'm not involved in every decision i'm not involved in every conversation anymore people are taking things and running with it on their own which is just amazing to see and 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 some of you know these three four people that that are becoming leaders around me i'm watching them have a team which is kind of neat and they're failing right like and, and it's cool because they're learning as well and so to answer your question adrian i do think there is more to life for me which is developing more leaders Awesome. And obviously, my two little boys kind of being at the helm of that, um, um, and I don't mean they need to lead the business world. I just want them to lead their own life. Like I do not want them to be reactive to to what who the prime minister is. You know, no knock on any, like I'm not a political, I don't go on political rants or, or, or of that sort. It's just mm. not who I am. I'm not that guy. But I also know like it doesn't matter if it's Justin Trudeau trump biden you know Desantis, whoever it is it they don't pay my bills right i always say to people that what what they eat won't make me go to the washroom and i'm a big believer of that i control my destiny and that's what i want the leaders around me to to know as well and then act on it
0: control your destiny that's right 100 percent. if you could give very very last question If you could give one parting word advice to people getting into the investment world today to investors on listening to you on this show, what would that piece of advice be? Don't don't get the
1: shiny investment object syndrome. What I mean by that is, is, is learn about the investment strategies. OK, but don't be the person that I still, you know, come across that because I've been doing this for 18 years. So I've been speaking to people that I spoke to 18 years ago, and they're still considering between the multiplex and a new build or a mortgage investment and 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 um, a commercial investment. Because what what happens somewhere is that they 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 said, you know what, I'm going to invest into a multiplex. And then they saw a pre-construction deal. I'm going to invest in pre-construction now. And then they saw a mortgage investment. So there was always a shiny object in front of them, but they never did the most important thing that would have actually created wealth for them, which is simply just take action on any one of them. See, in Toronto in 2022, if you look at it now, if you bought a parking spot back in 20. Oh, 2004, when I got into the business, a parking spot was approximately $25,000 in downtown Toronto. Today in 2022, that same parking spot, which there's really not many, but that same parking spot is about 150000
0: wow. So you could
1: have made money with any type of investment as long as you took action. So my parting advice to people would be is take action and don't get the investment shiny object syndrome
0: take action awesome my brother i uh i thank you so much for being on our show i we could go for another easy half hour on the back and forths with some stuff we i wanted to touch on but we're already into this now for 35 minutes so jazz how do people get a hold of you that want to reach out to you get into business with you and whatnot how do they find you
1: I appreciate that, Adrian. Um, uh, we'll definitely do a part two to uh, uh, our conversation that you on my podcast, and then maybe we'll get a part two done on yours at some point as well, so we can even bring more value. In terms of uh, where people can get a hold of me, um, I'm not that hard to get a hold of. Just Google my first and last name. I'm on every platform. I have my own app in the App Store and the Play Store. That's the only really place to see the full video of Adrian and, and, and I uh, for the podcast that he was on just search my first and last name um and get a hold of me I, as i mentioned i'm not that hard to find
0: yeah guys he's on instagram like he said every social media platform jazz is spelled j-a-s and for you, uh, for those of you driving in the car who are not looking at uh, the last name it's spelled t is in tango a-k-h-a-r jazz Car. And yeah, he's all over social media. And I got it. I got to compliment you, dude. Your social media stuff is extremely powerful. It's you're putting out a ton of content, good content. You know, some people you just see it's boring as shit or it's like it's so repetitive stuff. But your stuff is genuine. I look at your stuff every day. Uh, so everybody out there, too, follow this guy. His social media is is, is on fire.
1: Is really Thank on you. Fire. It so. really means a lot. I mean, I got a really cool crew behind me. Yeah. Um, I take it very, very seriously. It's something that um, people always ask me, how much time do you spend a day on your content? And I tell them the, it's like 100%. Like uh, At all times, I'm thinking about content. Um, and so for me, um, it really means a lot when someone has actually seen the content and has comment uh, and has comments on it. So I really yeah. appreciate the
0: feedback, brother. Okay, my friend. I'll let you go. I know you got to jump. Thanks again for being on the show. We'll touch base soon.
1: Thanks a lot, Adrian. Take care.
0: Cheers. Bye. Cheers.